Well, as we'll get into in this movie, the great enemy of bees is apparently bears. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which they just strike me as not very like. Surely the natural enemy of the bear is the salmon, and vice versa. I feel. No, or the, the park natu- ranger, no, possibly. No, 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 I'm not letting that stand. What the fuck? What are you talking about? No, 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 no. The, the natural enemy of the salmon is the bear. The bear right. experiences no enmity towards the salmon. It likes it. It's not like a proportional war between no. salmon and bear. One side's well, no, the, doing most of the killing. The salmon, the Each salmon represented by a different coloured <laughs> Gorilla war, like laying traps uh-huh. in the water. Yeah. Yeah. So mainly they've got them beat, but you don't want to be captured by the salmon. No, that's you what don't, you're saying. No. Okay, right. Okay, no, well, I'm glad you, we've got, got that two clear. Bears being forced to play, you know, Russian roulette against each other. <laughs> Salmon Christopher Walken as a bear. <laughs> S- salmon capturing the airs and uh, the bears, and then airboarding them because that's what what a salmon yeah, yeah, yeah. waterboarding <laughs> would be for a salmon. <laughs> Does that work? I don't know. <laughs> salmon very confused as to why this isn't working. <laughs> He seems more distressed when we don't pour the air on his face, actually. <laughs> Salmon's relent after six seconds. His bear's like 12 hours in and seems really fine with everything. <laughs> I like the idea of salmon terrorists being, <laughs> being airboarded <laughs> by some kind of aquatic CIA. That's a fun, fun idea. Um, I, do think, I do think that um, uh, the, the, the thing that it says with the bee is like a real like um, criticization of the entire Jerry Seinfeld, what's the deal with... Mm-hmm. Because right. it's like, what's bees are flying? What's the deal with that? And then it's like, oh, here's a scientific explanation. It's like, shh, let me let me do the bit before before there's just like a normal explanation for the thing that I've alighted on, right? I don't know. That's like so all of the Jerry. Yeah, yeah. How do they fly? Yeah, yeah. Aviation scientists are fat phobic. Confirmed. That's what we've learned. Cool. Medium laugh on that. Fine. <laughs> uh, makes it seem more barbed than it was. Um, so, uh, getting into the plot of the movie. Uh, Barry B. Benson. I'm just going to... They're really... No, no expense was spared on B-based names <laughs> and, and allusions, alliterations. There, there's a lot of B stuff. So Barry B. Benson, an idealistic honeybee who has the ability to talk to humans. Okay, this is uh, misleading. Uh, they all have... Uh, <laughs> okay. In what manner is he idealistic? He's not idealistic. Well, yeah, I mean, you're directing this question to me. I didn't write this. <laughs> Look, as far as I am concerned, you wrote that. You wrote that today. Because I know you've got, you've got your Wikipedia editing privileges. I know you. I see what goes on. Yeah. Um, you give them enough money, they make you an editor. <laughs> I've never given them any money. <laughs> and I won't. He's got, he's got a standing Fuck order. Em. It says the free encyclopedia. Go on, then. <laughs> the encyclopedia <laughs> walking into Costco like it says free samples <laughs> and I'm going to take as many as I want um, wait so your problem is yeah, that he's not idealistic yeah I object to that characterisation I guess relative to the other bees who are quite you know they have kind of a drone mentality they're sort of but, he that's, he not, but that's not true because they've got a class of super bee who are in mm. charge of getting the pollen sort of the odd who are like larger than the other bees for some reason yeah, which is not ex- which is not explained in any satisfactory way. It does imply the existence of a kind of evil bee genetic scientist. Yeah, or like a bee steroid. Ooh, anabelic steroid. Yes, an anabelic uh, steroid. Yeah, 
There we go. Yeah. It's also a hard movie because a, a lot of high school movies, the jocks are quite annoying at high school, but then they usually get some kind of comeuppance later on in their career. Whereas this, it's like, yeah, they're annoying, but also they're um, vital for the functioning of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're going to be cunts, actually. The, the hive actually dies, dies without them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're much more like in one of those like uh, NatSec films, like the, like the operator guys, and they're like the, the, the wolves and the sheep. Right. <laughs> They do, they do bad things, but they protect the sheep. Yeah. Kind of, that's <laughs> they're like the doomed airmen of the bees. They're very brave, but RAF short, short life expectation. In my opinion, that would have been good. Yeah, so um, idealistic, up for debate. An idealistic honeybee who has the ability to talk to humans. This was the point I took issue with because they all have the ability to talk to humans. They do, yes. He's just the only one who... Now, the linguistics of this film are quite interesting because... <laughs> right... Now, <laughs> the, the bees in the hive all speak to each other in English, which when you're first watching the film, you assume is a conceit so that you can understand what the bees are saying. Because otherwise, surely, what would be going on is... And subtitles, right? Like you're watching something in German. You know, that, that sort of a sensation. Um, and they're talking to each other in English until then some other bees come in who are speaking to each other in Spanish... Which implies both, A, that multiple languages exist in the B world, and also that they still have Mexican guest workers. Yeah. In, in beehives in America who are doing, like, the lowest paid bee work. Mm. 